to the Sane Asylum number 191. It is November 12, 2023. I'm your host, Giuseppe, and we're joined by a couple of uh, impressive Pauls, Paul Reno and Paul Tibete, and we just had uh, some fun doing a pretend uh, presidential candidate debate, but now we'll open up the phone lines and uh, hear from you, and you can ask a question or discuss topics with either Paul or myself. So the number is 512 248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. And one more time, 512-248-8252. But before I do, let me give Paul Reno the opportunity to uh, comment on the Zionist playbook. How about that? You can download it. Right. So, of course, not surprising. And it kind of reminds me of those clips we've all seen where they have all the various uh, news uh, crews, or shall we say, uh, teleprompter readers across the country, they get they layer them kind of. Yeah, yeah. They're all reading the same headline, and many times in the with the same inflection. So, I mean, yeah, you can be sure that they have this all you know gamed out and scripted out. And again, as a rule, I mean, there's all sorts of conflicts between groups of people all over the world, and you know, mostly it's not it's not our business because let's face it. Uh, the 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 National Socialists knew this well that you know the world of of nature is uh, competitive, um, and uh, the the main problem I have with it, of course, is we're we're forced to pay for it. Uh, you know, we're giving them money, and then we're brainwashed and propagandized about it, and uh, that's the my bis- bi- biggest objection to what's happening over there. Yeah, good insight. All right, we've got our first caller. It's Michael from California. Michael, welcome. What's on your mind? Well. Hey, welcome, Paul, Paul, and Giuseppe. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Yeah, Tepeti, you rock. Your band rocks. I love uh, I love your band. I like the music you play, and I like what you say. Here's my uh, question for tonight. Uh, prediction for the Jew, Sam Bankman-Fried. What is, what is the judge going to give him? He was found guilty on the largest ripoff ever. Uh, what is your prediction, Paul and Paul? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Paul Tepete, uh, go ahead first. Yeah. Uh, he will serve no time. He will be uh, house arrested, and his parents will get to spank him daily, and that will be his uh, <laughs> his punishment. Yeah, no, no jail time. No jail time. Okay. Paul from Reno. Well, you know, I got to say, uh, how can how can we know? You know, so much of what we see is theater. And, you know, most of these courtroom proceedings that are televised are indeed theater. I, I won't say all of them, but uh, most of them are, especially the large, you know, the high-profile the high ones. So who knows how much of this is real? And, and there's a lot of very um, – there's so many questions about this case and so many fishy things that just don't add up. Um, so 
for me to say, you know, just speculate. <laughs> you know, in the pretend world that we're subjected to, uh, he will get some time. I don't think he's going to get off with nothing. But this, of course, is all in the pretend world that we're watching. It's, you know, like I said, it's it's Jew theater, in my opinion. Well, well what's yeah, interesting, yeah, whole, Michael, yeah. is uh, they, 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 the, the big headline a few days ago when he was found guilty was uh, uh, supposedly sentenced to 115 years, which, you know, that only happens when uh, a Jew rips off a Jew like Madoff, right? If it's Goyim, they don't really get much of any time. So, uh, what do you? How much time do you think he's going to get, Michael? I think he gets a slap, like a, a slap on the wrist, and uh, less than ten years. I would say, let you know, maybe five years. I yeah, but it is a Jewish. It's a whole Jewish proceeding. A Jewish prosecutor, Sassoon, a Jewish judge, Kaplan, and then of course Sam Bankman-Fried, a Jew. But it is, uh, yeah, it's a whole Jewish theater. I, I I'll go with Paul. From Reno, it's it's Jewish theater is what it is. Yeah. There, well, well, th- there you go. See, that's the perfect insight. That's really all you need to know nowadays, right? You just look at the characters in the play. Just for example, when yep. uh, Larry Sil- Larry Sil- Silverstein went in front of some Jewish judge to argue two separate instances of terrorism, <laughs> you know, and who knows if there was a, <laughs> who knows if there was a Jew heading up the insurance company that they had to fork over the money. I I, I don't know. But yeah, Probably. exactly. Probably, yeah. yeah. More than more than likely, they, run, they yeah. run. They run the whole game, don't they? They run the whole system. So and, and, and like, I'm thinking uh, that this guy Sam Bankman Fried or whatever his name is, he was probably some sort of an operative or a front man. I don't think that he uh, was the main instigator or participant in whatever shenanigans took place. No, no and, 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 the, and the repercussions. Go ahead, Paul Tavetti. Okay. Yeah, uh, Sam Beckman was definitely not the brains. He was basically the, the Jews set up by other Jews, basically be the uh, focal point to launder all the money, uh, a place where Act Blue could get laundered to, uh, where the Chinese could uh, launder money to, to pay uh, for the uh, the commie, uh, you know, uh, you know, for all the different candidates. So, yeah, it was a, it's a Jew, man. Not the bottom. He's not going to serve any time. He's protected. Yeah, I basically don't trust cryptocurrency. I think it's a it's a scam myself. Well, that that Everybody could be a whole show in itself. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll let another caller on. Take care, fellas. Have a good evening. Okay, thank you, Michael. Thank you. That was a great question. All right, our next caller is uh, Rick from Arizona. Welcome, Rick. What's on your mind? Yeah. Good evening, gentlemen. I got a couple of two or three issues. Quick, like talk about and get off the air. You know, sure. it was it was Bill Clinton who appointed Donald Trump's older sister to the United States Court of Appeals, and it was Abby Martin from the Empire Files and her partner Max Blumenthal who revealed that Jared Kushner has money invested in um, the West Bank settlement. Now. Knowing that fact, do you think Jim Fetzer will still face and support Trump, Mr. Paul from Capitol? <laughs> I, I think that, uh, uh, well, let's have Paul Reno, who's gone uh, a few rounds with old Jim over Trump. So, Paul Reno, your thoughts? Well, uh, first of all, um, 
God bless Jim Fetzer. You know, he's of course uh, we love him. <laughs> he, our our relationship is normally fairly good, and it is now. And I really do believe he's an American uh, treasure in many ways. But of course, right. um, he's a he's a dreamer. Uh, I mean, he he's not fully based in reality, and I'm, I don't mean any insult by that at all. I think he really does know and he does believe many of the things that I say to him that I have said, as well as Giuseppe. But he just he's hanging on to the notion that anything in this country and this government is legitimate. And it's not. It's a whole rotten, stinking mess. And it's not it's not an easy thing to embrace uh, emotionally. Intellectually, it's much easier. But emotionally, it's people don't want to give it up. I mean, I encountered this way back when with just the moon landing when I was first getting wise to that way before the Internet. Like I'm talking like late 80s, early 90s, that kind of a thing. And, you know, when you when you broach the topic with some people, they they have an emotional investment in it as an American TV watcher. You know, so, yeah, I mean, Donald Trump is not real. Uh, I don't believe uh, very little of him is authentic. He probably does have some authentic parts. But the man has demonstrated over and over again where his allegiance lies, and he's not to be trusted. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that, you know, he was going to put Hillary Clinton in jail, but the fact of the matter is, you know, he even praised the Clintons at some type of, uh, uh, it was a roast for somebody. I got a clip of that somewhere. It's obviously, you know, damning as hell. And so, um you know, when you point your sister, you know, when his sister gets appointed, you know, to the United States Court of Appeals by, you know, by Clinton, and and they drag now they're dragging Hillary Clinton out, you know, talking about Trump. You know, Trump's going to be the president. They're going to put him back in, and uh, um, it's, uh, I don't know. I just think that. Uh, well, there is a good again. aspect to that, Rick. I, I hope you agree with me on this, but I I liked Trump before, and I like him again for this reason. He makes people really upset, and he seems to especially upset not just the unhinged liberals, but the non-whites. And anything that it really upsets those people pleases me. <laughs> yeah, well, in the end, though, what's to our demise, I mean, he's going to hit us with heavy gun control. You know, they're not bringing him back, you know, for, uh, you know, these shootings that have been going on for the last 10, 12 years, they haven't been doing these things for nothing. This is going to be a crescendo when he comes back. I mean, there's states out there like Nevada, or not Nevada, but North Dakota and South Dakota. They'll never pass the red flag law, no matter how much you bribe the, their people in, in those states. But if you get Trump to uh, badger all the United States senators to vote for the federal red flag law, and I think that's what he's coming back to do. The Democrats can't get gun control going. They can't do things without Donald Trump. And I think bringing Trump back is totally to our demise. One hundred percent. I mean, you saw how fast he unraveled with Biden. So I mean, I'm just saying is I, I do not want to see him back in. And just thanks for the call, guys. Good night. Yeah, sure, sure. No, no worries. So, uh, Paul Tapete, your thoughts on Trump coming back? And uh, I mean, the dude, like was a yoga master bending over backwards to uh, placate the Jew and, and, and yet uh, uh, Netanyahu, BB Nutty A-hole stabbed him in the back first chance he got and threw him under the Biden bus. And, and now uh, he's, he's once again uh, bending over backwards like a yoga master for them. And, 
and he just had a quote a few days ago about how the the Jews are the victims and 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 the the uh, Palestinians are so evil. I mean, this guy is just unbelievable. So your take on Trump twenty twenty three and beyond? Yeah, I have a total different read on Trump. I, I think he's uh, he's not not the he's not the Jew guy, man. Uh, I don't see how he really helped him when he was president at all. I don't think he did anything for them except move an embassy and give the goal on heights, which wasn't his to give. Everything else, he screwed the men on everything. International trade treaties, uh, sex trafficking, child trafficking, drugs, everything that the Jews involved in. Uh, uh, entertainment, he destroyed them, uh, whether it was the, uh, the, the football or the movie. So, and, uh, he destroyed their, their, their child, uh, the child murdering with the, the whole, Roe versus Wade, and uh, yeah. So if he if he's such a if he's such a Jew boy, man, he's doing such a damn not good job of it because he keeps failing at every step that he does. And uh, if you go back in his history, uh, he was definitely uh, influenced by Patton at at the right time, which I think would be lasting. That he would even sacrifice his children to set up the Jew for an ultimate fall. Yeah, I can see that happening, and that God picked him from three different. They got picked him from three different um, prophets that said he was coming as far back as 1985. God so chosen, who am I to, to, to really uh, question that? So, well, that's a, that's an interesting take, Paul. And yeah, Giuseppe and I have heard variations of this before, but here's a problem that I that I have that I can see because a lot of people that believe in him. I just posed this simple question, and I, I'm not going to deny that there's a faction of Jews that don't like him. And there may be a faction of Jews that uh, do like him. I mean, in other words, Jewish power and the Jews are not megalithic, and they're not also... Yeah, but here's the thing, okay? Obviously, anybody that has cognitive function, you know, and can do a little math knows that Trump did not lose the 2020 election, okay? He won it. So there's a power structure in place, and you have to ask yourself this question. Is Trump going to really uh, challenge or overturn or take down this power structure that people have labeled the deep state? I mean, this gets into the idea, too, about, you know, who who Joe Biden is, right? In other words, I firmly believe that the real Joe Biden is not the president, and he may indeed be dead, as Jim Fetzer has claimed. But certainly the work of Jim Fetzer and others who have done the facial comparisons— there's zero doubt that we are living in a complete and total Hollywood presentation of a presidency. If you recall early on, they talked about the fact that there was a, a White House set that wasn't really the White House. So what kind of political system do we have? What kind of media system? What kind of government do we have? And I maintain this, that there is zero difference. You cannot fit the thinnest piece of paper between our government and Jewish power. They're one and the same. So therefore, if Trump, if Trump, if Trump is not going to really kick it, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. The Jews have basically run this since you know the end of the Civil War, man. When they right, turned this exactly. into a corporation. All right. So therefore, I would just pose this question, which I've been posing for years now: If Trump is not really going to take out these people, what good is he? And here's the, the uh, alternative question. If Trump can't really take these people out, if he doesn't have the power, what good is he? In other words, I'm looking at two things, and they're both what good is he? 
Okay, well, then there's the third option. What happens if he can't take him out? Because God can use anybody he chooses to, man. And if he chose him, he can use him to do whatever the hell he wants to. And if it's to destroy the satanic state of Israel, then that's what's going to happen. And he's the guy to do it. You know, that's a very compelling point. And Sam, if you could cue up clip number seven, I came across this uh, neoconservative pseudo-intellectual Jew who explains why Trump is actually bad for the Jew. So let's give this a listen. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Well, the second thing is Jews, I think, have only really thrived and are only really safe in the world when liberal values are the dominant prevalent values. And by liberal values, I don't mean uh, Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren, okay? I mean liberal in the classic sense of respect for pluralism, emphasis on tolerance, emphasis on individual liberties, those, those, those panoply of values which are the DNA of what we call liberal democratic society. Trump administration represents a substantial and dangerous regression from those values. I think the comments, the attitude of this administration towards immigration, Mexican immigration, Latin American immigration, is a scandal. To be anti-immigrant strikes me as antithetical to the liberal values that have been so good for us as Jews. This turn away from liberalism, and it's not just with respect to immigrants, it's with respect to attitude toward uh, uh, the media, it's with the coarsening and the assault on fundamental institutions of, of of, of, of government, is in the long term, I believe, dangerous for the Jews. Because I am hard pressed to think of illiberal orders in the past that haven't eventually turned on the Jews. And I'm hard pressed to think of populist orders in the past that haven't eventually turned on the Jews. But I would just say to all of you who are tempted to say Trump's the best thing that's happened to the Jews, caveat emptor. Caveat emptor, because the style of politics that he is bringing with him in the long term has never paid dividends for us as a people, never mind for us as individuals. And I'll stop there. Well, um, that's interesting. And uh, listening to that uh, uh, pseudo-intellectual Jew blather on, I can probably say that I have nothing to do with liberals. I'm a proud populist, a proud nationalist, and uh, it's time for the Jew to go. So, uh, Paul, Paul Reno and then Paul Tibetti, your thoughts on that quote? Well, first of all, I was turned off immediately and sickened by, you know, this notion that somehow <laughs> these these immigrants and this this view towards immigrants is antithetical to whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I don't even know what these Jews are talking about when they say what's good for the Jews or bad for the Jews. I need more information for God's sake. They, as a group, as a racial subgroup, control every single aspect of Western society. Not one, uh, shall we say, uh, avenue or venue or platform is not in their hands. Okay? So what the hell do these people really, really want? 
And this is the problem that I have is this this discussion has left out one thing. And, of course, it always comes back to this in my mind, and it's our racial destruction. Some people say, oh, it's our demographic display or whatever. Okay, it's our racial destruction. Race exists. We have a racial lineage. Okay, we have a genetic phenotype. Okay, we are unique. We're not blacks are not white people in a black skin suit. As I've said before, that's not how it works. Chinese are not white people with black hair and slanted eyes. Okay, spend enough time around these other races and you'll see what I'm saying. They don't. They don't sit well with me. I never had to read anything, okay? I just grew up in the Bay Area. I was subjected to hordes of Asians, right? And not that many blacks, thankfully. But, uh, you know, let's face it. We can all watch black behavior on YouTube if we want. And the bottom line is they are engineering a society that nobody voted for and that nobody asked for. So when this guy talks about what's good for the Jews, I don't know what he's talking about. And by the way, the most dangerous thing to Jews is Jewish behavior. That's it. Oh, great rant. Uh, Paul Tapete, your thoughts on on that uh, smarmy uh, pseudo-Jew intellectual talking about what's good for the Jew? Uh, first, I want to finish on what Paul was saying. Um, yeah, the, the Jew will eat the Jew if there isn't a goyim in the way. So, yeah. Um, and uh, what is good for the Jew is internationalism, which means that there's no loyalty to anything except the shekel. And um, anytime I hear anybody, especially a bagel, like start talking about tolerance, it just sends a shiver up my spine because they're the most intolerant, you know, pukes on the planet Earth, man. So their form of tolerance is basically subjugation, uh, and uh, I'm not, I'm not for any of that garbage. And uh, that that kind of attitude, uh, you know, a, a lot of this is what what we're talking about is like you know culture wars. And uh, the smartest right. smartest commie amongst them was Antonin Gramsci. He was the one that said that we we don't go through the front door. We change the culture, and we destroy them that way. And that's what they've been doing to us ever since. And they've been destroying us through our culture. You know, feminizing the man, cucking every white on commercials. The white dude is the stupid dude, and everybody else is the brilliant guy. I, I love right. brilliant, you know, black computer coders, man. Like, you know, where do they exist in this real world, man? I don't, I don't know any. I don't. I mean, I only know like white coders, man. But but in a, in the movie lands, the Bollywood movies, man, dude, it's the black coders, man. They're they're, they're phenomenal, man. They're they're breaking and hacking and it's like okay, dude. <laughs> you Again, know, it's a it's a coin flip right now. Either one of you dudes would be a phenomenal president. So uh, all right, we got another call, Dave in the thumb, and I believe that that's part of Michigan. Welcome, Dave. What's on your mind? Hey, guys, um, you know, Donald Trump's, both of his wives were Jews, or are Jews, the dead one and the live one. That makes all of his children Jews, and that also means, you know, the boys, they both are dating or sleeping with, or uh, uh, I know one of them is uh, seeing uh, uh, Hang'em High Newsom's ex-wife, the Jew. Um, I just was listening to Govern America Radio here, uh, earlier today, and they were playing clips of Obama and 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 uh, Trump, basically saying the same things about free speech uh, and you know about the internet. And Donald Trump was saying free speech, free speech. He said it like five times. They don't know what they want. They we got to control the internet. And then he said, and I heard him also say this live uh, when he was president. 
he said, take the guns, we'll give them due process later. Okay, right, Trump right. is a gun grabber, and he's a Jew, and he wore that, you know, beanie at the Wailing Wall with Netanyahu, and now I'd like to give my, my two cents on the uh, October 7th. So Benny Netanyahu and the and the uh, Israeli Mossad and Goymora gang, they dressed up as their evil nemesis, homo ass, and attacked themselves. And did they cut off babies' heads? Who the hell knows? But for seven hours, <laughs> you know, they had free reign out over their own people. And uh, what did they do? They're the, the, they created the false flag. And, uh, you know, they rallied the, the world around their cause. Did it work? I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the, the proverbial shit's getting ready to hit the fan here, and we better buckle down and, uh, and listen to Mark Cornkey over at libertytreeradio.org and, uh, you know, have a, uh, two five-man squads, ten-man teams on your streets, you know, uh, as militias protecting your neighborhoods. What, what say you, gentlemen? Uh, go ahead, Paul Tapete first, and Paul, Paul Reno. Uh, Mark's a good friend, man. He'll be speaking at uh, Freedom Blues 11, so you might want to come to that. And, uh, yeah, dude, I've been back in Mark since, like, early 90s, ever since I saw American Peril series. So, yeah, the militia's key. And uh, if you're not part of one or don't know people or are training, then you're not doing your American thing. And that's important, Paul, to Pet Day, that you're going to re relaunch Freedom Palooza. So tell everybody about that. Yeah, um, Brother Dan, who runs the sound and lights for the for the gigs, he uh, found a, a cool new place not too far from the old one. Uh, so it's going to be July 4th, 5th, and 6th. And we're the project for the new American century with. Yeah, we're just starting to contact people now. So we'll be in touch about that. It just happened. You know what we talked about. You'll, you'll let people know in the future. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll so we kind of uh, we kind of uh, uh, just giving a teaser. Yeah, we'll we'll do a heavy promo for you, uh, Paul Reno. Your thoughts on uh, what um, Dave was was uh, sharing with us? Oh, oh, good. I was just going to ask the caller's name, Dave. So, Dave, that was a great call, a great rant, and uh, what I would like you to do now is go to stopjewishhate.org, and I want you to stare at the blue square. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm right on it. Yeah, to me, I'm, I'm surprised that I put it up on the uh, screen, on the video side of things, how uh, they could quant quantify that it's Jewish hate is up. 388%. I would have thought for sure they would have said it's up 6 million percent. Yeah, right. Well, you know, hey, Giuseppe. can I Go say ahead. one more thing? Well, actually, oh, ahead, too. Sure. Yeah. You know, that, that right after that, you know, Laura, she's in Michigan. She calls lots of shows. And uh, that woman, she's blind like me. Um, she lives in a nursing home. She's got an Alexa. And she, she's got a flip phone. And you should hear, I mean, I don't know if she's called your show, guys. But she is freaking awesome. When when she was talking to somebody about how they cut off uh, 40 babies' heads, she said, what, only 40? I thought it would be more like 6 million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
my God. Yeah, she's awesome. But uh, anyway, I forgot my other uh, rant there. But uh, you guys are great. And just remember, everybody, uh, this is what I tell people. If you got questions, ask your favorite relatives, Uncle Sam and Auntie Semite, Uncle Ben, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle ben and Auntie Fa. They'll tell you it is not real. It's Israel, and it is all by design. That's pretty good. Pretty good one. Good oh, way to end. I like. I like that play on a play on. Uh, shall we say syllables? There. Very clever uh, wordplay there. Absolutely. Well, that's a great call, Dave. All right, we've got uh, our next caller is JP in the uh, uh, war torn uh, Midwest town known as Chicago. Well, hold on, JP. We'll we'll, we'll uh, have you on after the break. Stay tuned for more callers and discussion after these messages. tuned in to the republic broadcasting network visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org here's some interesting news due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars viruses solar flares and civil unrest people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food but the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker until now because you can now have a 3d printed underground bunker in just one day an excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3d printer under a tent completely undetected they can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers 3d bunkers uses polymer concrete which is five times stronger than regular cement youtube 3dbunkers.com and watch the video the creators of 3d bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world and we need to protect our way of life without living in fear Contact Brad at 3dbunkers.com for more details or visit 3dbunkers.com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized, my lower edema has reduced, and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. 
I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you've definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Today, 
Paul Tibete and his phenomenal band Poker Face robbing all our rights away. And man, hasn't them been the case the last uh, 10, 15 years from these uh, vile Jews who are such victims, the eternal victims, and yet all they do is is uh, victimize everyone else. All right, so we're back, and I uh, want to mention it again that um, the uh, I annual uh, John Statmiller book book of the week uh, donation drive is now going on. So if you can afford to donate one hundred dollars or more any week through January seventh, you'll have the opportunity to receive a book from the, the Statmiller Library. The library of Alexandria is gone, but luckily the Statmiller Library remains. So if you if you're uh, well healed and you can afford a hundred or more, please please donate. And if you're a little less well healed, well go to Wild Pastures at the uh, RBN store because their proteins are top shelf. And uh, whatever else, if you can only afford five ten bucks, send it because uh, it's it's costs a lot of money to have a, a internet independent truth network twenty four seven three hundred sixty five days a year. So please support republicbroadcasting dot org. All right, coming up in less than thirty minutes, the king of Sunday night, the one and only Robert Ravel and Incendiary Radio. So now. Let's go back. Uh, JP from Chicago. Uh, what's on your mind, JP? You guys you guys got great uh, energy tonight. I got to say, I'm a musician, and the round table is round. And you guys really hit, <laughs> hit home tonight. Got to say that. Thanks, man. Um, hey, I wanted to bring up a few things. The problem with a lot of civilians, you know, I was an ex-government uh, contractor, role with a lot of people. And deep state, you know that Giuseppe. We talked about it before in Wisconsin. Right. But mm-hmm. when when Trump was going into election, dude, that that was an anomaly, man. That the NSA, a couple guys that rebelled, went against that, and they wanted to put Hillary in there. The deep state, that was their goal. They have Hillary in. So Trump is kind of an anomaly in this whole situation. And he, you know, he did kowtow to the Jews. We know that he, his, he, his own daughter betrayed him. You know, she, she actually testified against him. I mean, he, think about all the, the blackmail they probably had using his family against him. So I mean, so he's been through a lot, bro. But but the thing is, what I gotta recommend to everybody to watch is Jayco, my buddy, Navy Seal Michael Jayco. He just interviewed the guy that killed Kennedy, James E. Filed. Now, I know this back from my CA boys back 10 years ago, that this guy was a shooter from the grassy knoll. And Michael Jaco did an interview with him, with uh, Ole Demigard. It's on Rumble, and I recommend everybody watch that because he was the guy that killed. But the thing is, he breaks down his connection to the Chicago mob, the CIA and why they had to take Kennedy out was Kennedy was getting too close to their operations. See, they were doing everything behind the scenes. So ever since that point, we've had a deep state running everything. And look what they did to Trump, man. Look what they did. They couldn't kill him like Kennedy. They soft killed him. They took his reputation out. They took it, went after him with the media. Now they're going after him in court. You know, if he were part of the deep state, that wouldn't be happening. What do you guys think about that? Uh, well, let's get 
the Paul's thoughts, and then I'll share my thoughts. Go ahead, Paul Tepete, and then Paul Reno. Uh, for me, uh, the, deep, the deep state is misnamed. It's a Jew state, um, the satanic state. And, uh, yeah, Trump, Trump's not a part of that team, man. That's what I'm trying to say is, like, he's a sleeper, man. He's basically saving Israel for last, and he's going to he's gonna F him good, man. And uh, I don't see one thing that he really helped him out. He really didn't. And uh, he's going to be a sleeper. He's going to be a surprise for everybody. you got to read history. especially his. I hope so. Excellent point, Paul. Paul Reno, your thoughts? Well, <clears throat> without getting contentious, I would just say that in order to believe this sort of a thing, you have to hold two opposing thoughts in your mind, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. In other words, Trump is going to do this, or he's going to do that, or he's going to get Israel, and he's saving up for last, and all these sorts of things, which, again, are, <clears throat> are not original with you guys, even though you may or may not have come up with some of these, and I know that you have heard what a lot of other people have said. But if he doesn't have any real power, how can he do this? In other words, if he didn't have the power to actually be elected president when he really was elected, then how's he how's he going to have the power or the authority to do all these things that supposedly we all hope he's going to do? That's part one. Part two, and I'll leave it at this, is Trump was never, has never been or said anything that indicates he's explicitly pro-white. And for me, that's all that matters, because we are being destroyed as a nation. A nation is a people, a race, a piece of territory. Sweden is not a hunk of land occupied by anybody. It's by, it's the Swedes, okay? Similar to, for example, Haiti. Haiti is not a nation occupied by just anybody. It's supermajority blacks, former slaves. Right. So again, this oh. idea, America was once something and it's being changed and converted against our will. And the only way to fix it is for somebody to have power that is explicitly pro-white or pro-European. I'll leave it at well, that for now, gentlemen. Thank you. I'll, ahead, I'll Paul answer. I'll, I'll answer Let's hear you, Paul, Paul. And then JP, go ahead. Okay. Paul Tepete first. Yeah, you answered your own question. Um, Trump cares about immigration, man. Uh, immigration changes demographics. In 1965, the Jews changed the demographics by changing our immigration policies in the five white countries of England, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United States. I know my parents weren't asked back in 1965 whether they wanted to be last to be considered to be an immigrant into this country where our European ancestors were always to be first, okay? We were colonizers. We were not immigrants. And that's another thing that we have to stop using, their terms. Okay, we colonized this country. And... uh we took it back from the second peoples, not the first peoples. The first peoples were the uh, the Mount people, the Kennewick man, the uh, Wendover Bog people, the white people that were here that the Indians killed off. So anytime exactly. I hear the Indian wine, I'm like, anytime I hear the Indian wine, I say like, dude, our, our forefathers let you live. That's more than what your forefathers did to our people that were here before you that you murdered. So please stop it. And the black people that are free, take a white man. Okay. Well said, well said. JP, go ahead. <clears throat> wow, there's so much there, bro. There's a good, the round table, is a, the round table, the nights of the round table, as it feels like <laughs> tonight. <laughs> but uh, the first answer, the first question from the previous Paul, um, I was there, man. Okay, everything was rigged. Obama had in the NSA since 9-11, 
they've been hacking everybody, everybody, everything. But it was guys at the top, and I worked personally with NSA whistleblowers and Rogers, head in the San Jose, made the 2016 election fair, okay? That's why Trump won, because he was popular. People loved him. And he was asked to be put in that position. And then you watch everything that happened to him, the Mueller investigation, the deep state coming after him. It was just one thing after another, after another, after another. They just didn't let this guy go. You know, and I was part of that, dude. And they burned me, man. I lost my everything, okay. my career. So, cause so JP, I was so, part of that. Me, so I'm, me, I'm not just, I'm not just some Joe Blow blowing out his boho. No, I was part of that. No, it's okay. In, it's in, it's 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 interesting to me the things that you say as a caller. It's quite interesting. So here's what I want to know: what you think? What's the plan of action as far as what you would suppose? In other words, if Trump is going to get back into office. Then what is he going to do? Is he going to dismantle all these government agencies? Is he going to use the military? I mean, what is it that you think is going to happen or that you suppose would be the mechanism of action that we could right this ship? Well, it all goes back to Kennedy. I I, got to say, you got to go back to this Kennedy assassination because the deep state has had control for this government for over 50 years. Okay? They have... They've got control over everything. And I was briefed on this, okay? I took NAAs. I can't talk about this online. But they got they got everything controlled. So even if Trump gets back in, what are they going to do next? Shoot him? That's what Tucker Carlson said. Um, so I... I honestly don't okay, know. Okay, so we're, we're I, back... We're, yeah, we're back to my question. Yeah, okay. All right, so you don't know. That's fair enough. Yeah. We're, we're it's we're we're in full retard mode, like tropical thunder, right. like I said earlier. <laughs> but, full but retard D, mode. That's where we're J, at. But JP, you can see my you can see the nature of my. You understand why I ask the questions and why I say the things that I do, because yeah. I, I think we're all at a point now. We're tired of being spectators, and at the same time, you know, we, we sort of have a slim glimmer of hope that there's people within the power structure that are on our side and that are going to take action. But I, like, I won't believe it until I see it. And we all know what, what taking action means. Okay. These people got to go. They have to go. It doesn't, I mean, whether it's by firing squad or the gallows or, or they're imprisoned or, or whatever, but the deep state has has to go. What's that? 30,000 guillotines that Obama imported, man. I think we should use them on them. Well, sure. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Anyway. You know what I'm saying. I wish I had an answer, brother. I I think Obama's in control of this government. I think we've been crude. We've been taken over. And and everything you say and do is going to be used against you. That's where we're at. That's my opinion. They can't can't do it to us all. They they know it. And I think that's the only hope I hold is the fact that, you know, this country is so vast. And there's so many people, you know, all over. And there's plenty of people that are pissed off. And there are plenty of people with guns. And they're never going to get all the guns. I think we need to put that notion out of our heads. It's, it's going to fail. But they, they hang it over us to keep us in fear. And they, they want to present us the illusion that they're, that they're all powerful. And I, they I can only control the they cities, are. man. Yeah, exactly. They can only control exactly. the cities. Yeah, exactly. Do. Keep playing the wow, music, what a great Paul. Call, JP. I, lo- I love your music, brother. You got heavy melody tonight. Uh, God bless you all. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, JP. Thank you, what a fantastic call. And uh, let's move on to Dan in Washington. Dan, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, 
Thanks for taking the call. Uh, I kind of agree with the caller from Arizona. Uh, you know, once you get Trump derangement syndrome, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> like Paul was saying, I, I used to laugh at, like, the, the girls with pink hair crying because Trump got elected and all this stuff. Right. But, but by, like, the third year, I'm like, there's something really wrong. And uh, remember <laughs> Steve King? Steve King and uh, Chris Kobach, because when Trump first got elected, we I remember David Duke saying, let's take over the Republican Party. And uh, uh, But no, that that is not going to happen. And, and, like, explicitly pro-white, like, uh, uh, he made a good point. Um, you know, no Republican will ever just stick up for white people. And the ones yep. that do, even if they're just joking around like Steve King or Chris Kobach, the Republicans turn on them. I mean, they're, uh, these guys are just anti-white pieces of crap. So, I agree. Know, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's basically my point. I, and I, you know, I just remember Kushner, by the, like, the last year, I just started hating Trump. And, uh, you know, so he says these things now. Anyway, that's my thing. Is I'm not going to vote for anyone unless they're explicitly pro-white or have and the balls we'll, to stick up for a white and, guy. And, you know? and, Dan, and Dan, let's add to this, too. Not just explicitly pro-white, but how about this? How about specifically articulate the problems? And we he could do that without even naming the Jew. Now, of course, I would love to put uh, explicitly name the Jew. But as I've said for years, okay, how about the the main two things for me? You could add many more on, but two things for me is, of course, our our Federal Reserve money system, and of course the the weather warfare, chemtrail, bio warfare program that's taking place that we all can see with our own eyes. And I bet you right now that it's having health effects on every one of us, uh, whether we know it or not. So with those two issues. Yeah, yeah. In other words, the the big elephant in the room for me, of course, besides the Federal Reserve, is the chemtrail, which is a combination biowarfare, weather warfare, uh, you know, so on and so forth. And you know, what politician is going to touch that or talk about that? And to me, you know, if Trump can't do anything about the Federal Reserve, about the FBI, about the CIA, about any of these other, uh, shall we say, bastions of power. Uh, and again, he could if he was dictator. And if if I knew he was going to do it, I w- I would vote for him as dictator. But I I don't trust the man. Sorry. Oh, didn't you notice after July fourth, uh, the last year he was in office, the chemtrails actually stopped for almost like a month. Yeah, I, I think I kind of noticed. Uh, Why well, I, I noticed there was a lot less school shootings when he was in there. There was there was a lot well, less uh, mass shootings. I don't. No, no, I don't but know. The there's no. Man. Okay, well, that's you're talking about one month out of twenty to twenty five years. So no, I don't he, know if there's any cor- correlation he, to that. He, has a he he is going that way, all right. And Amlo in Mexico actually kicked out the uh, the geoengineering. So I was actually impressed with oh. that comedy center that they actually did some good for his people. I, I okay. think Alrighty. first things first. I think first things first. You got to just be able to talk like a normal person, and that would require sticking up for white men. Just like um, uh, Buckley, and who was that guy from the South that ran? It's a great debate. Uh, George Gore Wallace Vidal. and Robert. Gore Vidal. No, no, no. George Wallace and, 
F. Buckley. Watch the debate William on YouTube. Oh, William F. Buckley, oh, William right. F. Buckley yeah. and Wallace. Yeah. That was a good debate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's right. where you can really see the whenever they created this conservative movement, it's been they're the first ones that started calling people racist. And after that, mm-hmm. no politician ever just stuck up for white people because the conservatives will go after them. But uh, the conservative movement is just as anti-white, and I, that's the whole Reagan thing, the whole, uh, all of it. But anyway, I just, I'm done with the Republicans, man. I hate all these people on that stage up there. They're just disgusting, disgusting people. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna, what, what, no, you what make about, a great point. You know? What about Nikki? What about Nikki Haley, man? Come on. Right, hey, right. I got a question for everybody. <laughs> Has anybody yeah, go ahead. seen go ahead, Nikki Haley? Has anybody seen Nikki Haley and Tulsi Gabbard in their same room at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude, I think they're the same person, man. I've never seen them together. Yeah. All right, Dan, great call. We got to right, move thanks. on so we thanks. get to all the other all callers. Right. Next caller, Mac in Texas. Mac, what's on your mind? Yeah, two comments to make here tonight. Donald Trump was on NBC firing people on a show called The Apprentice, a reality television show. And Ronald Reagan was a Screen Actors Guild president. Okay? So you guys can believe who you want to believe, but the Jews control the game. And they always have controlled the game. And they control the perceptions of the Goyim. Bottom line. We got all these GD, goddamn white Christian European extraction people who are fighting on this bait, and it ain't helping us at all. All right? You sold Operation uh, Warp Speed, go get your Jujab death shot, and uh, he made Israel great. So you could uh, look at the overt versus the covert, but uh, the bottom line is, is that he didn't help us out at all. And the only thing he did... And he exposed the media. And all I could say is that we're living in an augmented reality, and the Jews are going to give us a little little bait and make us fat at times. And when they're ready to starve us, they're going to starve us and take us to the cattle line. All right, you're in my cabinet. You're, 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 you got a cabinet post. <laughs> well, um, yeah, man, you make some great points. I don't know. On the other hand, uh, you know, Look at, they're all sharks. They're all sharks swimming together. If they do a little good for the middle class or for humanity, it's a possibility that a Freemason who's a high-ranking military officer or a CEO of a corporation might be able to make an exception and not do what he's told to do. Maybe, but I highly doubt it. These guys are a Murder, Inc. crime syndicate. They will resort to any means, any means. And until white Christian European so-called alpha males realize this, they are missing the target. Um, hard, hard to argue with your point. Uh, let's get each of the Pauls. Uh, well, Paul, you're here in Paul Reno's cabin. And Paul Tibetti, your thoughts on what Mac from Texas is saying? Uh, all I know is that uh, Trump gave us the cures like back in March of 2020, man. And he didn't mandate the vaccines. And uh, America has been Jew down dumb enough that 
They believe that they have to have a vaccine, so Trump gave them what they thought they needed. But he never told you to take it. And he did give us a cure. Oh, c- come on, Paul. That is, that, is not, that is not true. He well, advocated for the vaccine. You can't. You cannot excuse this on the. I'm sorry. I got to disagree with you here. There. It's that's not true. I mean, he's going on campaign stops bragging about that, Paul Tepete. So he. Okay. Uh, okay. He, Listen. He, if you have look, if you have vested that you have to put forth this vaccine so that people can go back to work and get the fuck out of the house and actually have jobs and maintain their jobs and maintain their houses and their livelihoods, then yeah, right. he has to own it. Until he can actually talk about it honestly. Because look what no. happened to him when he did give us the cures. They destroyed him with it, right? Crouchy was like, you know, talk. looking at him behind his back, like looking at him. He's talking about taking chlorine. Yeah, chlorine dioxide's great, man. Right, yeah. so He gave he gave us multiple things. So there's there's a lot of conflict there and I mean this just shows to me he cannot be trusted. Right? In other words, he, he did not though, Paul. What's the first thing he gave us? He gave us the cure. If you were paying attention, you'd be like, wow, that was, that's, that's really cool, man. I wouldn't even listen to anything after that. Well, uh, oh, my goodness. There's a, there's a lot there. Well, you know there's what? This has been there. a great show, though, fellas. Yeah. I want to thank you each. And we've got, like, uh, a minute or two left. So let's. I, I want to give both the Pauls a, a final statement. Paul Tepete, you first, and Paul Reno. And thanks again for doing the show. It was really great. And the callers were great. And so... Um, Go ahead, Paul Tibetti. Any final thoughts? Oh, you do. A lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think America's on an upswing, man. I think we've seen the pits of hell on the bottom, and 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 a, a homo, you know, a Barack and Big Mike <laughs> and Valley Barrett and Soros and Rothschild, you know, Titanic wing of shit. But um, yeah, we're we're on an upswing, man. And uh, dude, if God picked Trump, who are you to go against him, man? Seriously. Well, quickly, Paul Reno, to a, a couple seconds. I'll uh, I'll leave it live for this. I just I just don't believe that Trump should be forget forgiven about his vaccine pimping. But that's a much longer segment of another show. And we'll have you guys back soon. And Paul Reno will be back next week. Here he comes, the one and only, the king of Sunday night, Robert Ravel. Everybody have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Okay, brother. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. 
You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.